Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Voice of the Missionaries podcast. I'm Elder Roberts. And I'm Elder Harrington. We are missionaries for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This podcast allows us to connect with you and allows all of us to talk about Jesus Christ and know him better. Modern Wisdom is a four-episode series. In it, we discuss talks from modern prophets and apostles. Today, in episode four, we discuss the need for all organized religions and the special need for the restored Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Elder Harrington, thank you for joining us. Absolutely. I'm glad to be here. I am looking forward to today's episode. Today, we are going to be talking, just as I just said, about the restored Church of Jesus Christ and the need for all religions. But let's start off with something that is common to just about every religion, which we start off every episode with, with a prayer. And I'll go ahead and say that, and we can just jump right in. Awesome. Sounds good. Our Father in heaven, we thank thee for this day. We thank thee for the beauty of the earth around us and for the chance to use this technology for a righteous purpose. We pray as we discuss thy church and thy desires for thy children that everyone listening may feel of thy love and have a greater desire to know thee. We pray for thy spirit to guide our words and our thoughts so that we all may feel of thy love and be partakers of that heavenly gift. We pray for this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Alrighty. Well, hopping right into it. Like I said, we're going to be talking about all religions today and specifically the church of Jesus Christ and why, why religion is so important, not just as a, a cultural thing and not just as a kind of temporary organization, but as a long lasting and honestly eternal way of living life. Utter Harrington, do you want to kind of start us off with your thoughts on why religion overall is important? Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Um, I think religion overall is important because I, I guess there's kind of two takes on it. One, always, I think, you know, just as long as we're always acknowledging God, that's something that's essential. Um, no matter what, no matter what religion it is, the fact that someone is any religion or any individual is making God a part of their life is something that is awesome, which is something that we reflect in our missionary work as we, you know, even over missionaries for the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints. Um, one thing that we always remember is that we're not our goal. You know, obviously, we're trying to help people come closer to him, help them be able to walk towards the waters of baptism uh, and stuff like that so they can be able to become a member of our church, be able to become a member of the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints. But... Um, one thing we also always remember is just building the faith of those around us and just talking about Jesus Christ, because that's what really matters. The father and Jesus Christ are what's at the center. And then number two is the fact that religion at its center, um, creates a stronger people, creates, uh, people that are, you know, more prepared, more kind, you know, just, I, I think religion has a lot of really good things. And then especially Christianity, because, because especially for my testimony, you know, I know that God is our father in heaven and that Jesus Christ is our savior. And you know, no matter what church it is, it's, I think it's also, it's just amazing how many different churches there are and that we're able to interact with different people, with different beliefs and be able to build each other's faith up. I love that. I love that you're pointing out that one of the greatest benefits to religion is that sense of community that it brings. There's a person that I'm currently teaching his name. We'll call him John. He loves the community that is in Utah 
By serving here, there are many members of the Church of Jesus Christ, and he he loves the love and the the feelings of true uh, companionship that people express with each other. And as as the Bible says, you know, we are we are meant to have churches and communities so that we can all have our hearts knit together in one in Christ. That is the point of a church is to grow a community together. I love this quote from president Oaks. This is from one of his recent talks titled the need for a church, which is the, the main talk that we will be basing our episode on today. He says attendance and activity in a church help us become better people and better influences on the lives of others in church. We're taught how to apply religious principles. We learn from one another. We are strengthened by associating with others of like minds in church attendance and participation, our hearts are, as the Bible says, knit together in love. And that I kind of quoted that earlier, but that idea that all religions are there, not simply as a, a socializing event, because there's plenty of events you can go to and associate with people like you, such as, uh, you know, just really any event surrounding a hobby or a work uh, preference you can go to any number of conventions or any number of groups that will support you. But what I love about a church is as president Oak says, is that it helps us become better people. And it also in a church, we are taught how to apply religious principles. It is wonderful. And you can certainly have a spiritual experiences one-on-one you and God, but Outside of that, humans are so quick to just turn away from what they've learned or what they believe. And that is part of the reason for a church is it helps us understand and kind of keep us on our toes of, okay, I need to, you know, constantly be building my faith, constantly seeking to grow it because if I'm not growing it, then it will diminish. Yeah, absolutely. And I really like what he mentioned there at the end when he quotes the scripture that, um, you know, church attendance and participating in a church knits our heart, knit, you know, we're knit together in love. Because for me, what that also brings to mind is, um, I believe it's Luke chapter 22, verses 19 and 20, where it says, um, the Savior, you know, he's talking about a sacrament and he says the phrase, do this in remembrance of me. Um, and I really like that because. I think that for me also kind of resembles the essence of especially Christianity and just following after God is that, you know, as we're doing that, we're remembering him, we're making him a part of our lives and he is perfect, right? The savior is perfect. God is perfect. And so there is no better example. There's just like an inherently no better example on the entire earth or in all of history than God and the savior because they are perfect. And so because of that, I just think that's an amazing way to look at it that not only are we doing those things in remembrance of the Savior Jesus Christ? But as we do so, we're knitting ourselves together in love. And that kind of reflects, you know, one thing that I love, especially that I work on every day to try to just become more and more, um, is the Christ-like charity of, uh, Christ-like attribute of charity. Because charity is the pure love of Christ. It's unselfish love to those around us. It's remembering um, our Father in heaven, remembering the sacrifices that others have gave for us, and especially the Savior himself. And so I think that's an amazing way to think of it is that, you know, religion, especially Christianity, and then also, I mean, especially like we're talking about today, the restored church, the church, Jesus Christ, our saints allows us to be able to be knit together in love um, as we are remembering the savior. Right. 
And that idea of remembering the Savior is so important. With Without that, a religion just goes back to being another good organization. And yes, it may better others, but the point of religion is to grow us closer to God. And I'll, I'll turn a question to you, Elder Harrington. Now, you and I have attended church together for years, and it's it's been fun to be able to get to know each other, to know people around us, kind of those social interactions. But when when you attend a church service, and it's maybe not what you expect, or you don't seem to get a whole lot out of it, what is kind of your reaction to that? And it, by extent, those that are listening that maybe do not get a whole lot out of a church service, how can you... What are your thoughts on how they can maybe have a, a better experience? I mean, I guess what I would say kind of like what comes to mind when I think about that is just the fact that you know, there's something to be said. So I, I always like to think of it as there's good, better, and best, especially being on my mission and meeting so many different people through so many different walks of life. Um, best would be going to, I say, you know, going to every single church meeting and I'm just like, taking notes down the whole time and like i have got like i'm getting like every single thing out of every word you know like that's that's the best right that's that's the best and that's one of the that's one of the beauties of religion but um the base at the base take all of us are you know we're just there to remember the savior and i think that's extended even more so into christian churches and especially archers that practices the sacrament the ministering of the sacrament because the sacrament is the literal embodiment of the Lord. It's the, it's the embodiment of his flesh and blood that we partake of to not only renew our covenants with him, as we've talked about before, we've talked about baptism and stuff like that in, in our church and how sacrament represents a renewal to us each and every week, but also to remember that he sacrificed for us because at the basis of faith, the basis of our religion is that the Savior performed his atonement. That's the most important thing. <clears throat> the whole scriptures, the Book of Mormon, the Bible, the early histories of the church that are recorded in Doctrine and Covenants, all of it just point to the, the, the just point to the atonement of the Savior because that's really what it's all about. And I like what Elder Holland says about that. He says, um, quote, our worship services properly emphasize the sacrament of the Lord's Supper as the sacred acknowledgement, acknowledged focal point of our weekly worship experience. We are to remember in as personal a way as possible that Christ died from a broken heart by shoulderly, shouldering entirely, focus it right there, entirely alone the sins and sorrows of the whole human family. And he goes on to say, Brothers and sisters, this hour ordained to the Lord is the most sacred hour of our week. By commandment, we gather for the most universally received ordinance in the church. It is a memory of him who asked if the cup was about to drink, he was about to drink, could pass, only to press on because he knew that for our sake it could not pass. And I love that. I think that's the embodiment of church for me. And especially when I'm thinking about the restored church and the church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints, because it has that priesthood authority in it. That's part of it and ingrained into everything that we do. The 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 work of the sacrament is something that is done through the priesthood authority. It's done through the power of God. And that's why it's something that is so special to me. And I think it's just the basic. It is all about remembering the Savior. It truly is. And that is what I love about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is it makes available the sacrament, which is absolutely necessary to come closer to the savior. 
not simply because of the symbolism behind it and the the kind of mental remembering of Christ, but the literal power and authority behind it. And let's, I guess let's just shift over to talking about the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints now, because really that is the focus of our ministry. I and Elder Harrington and the thousands of other missionaries throughout the world. If I can increase the faith of people around me, wonderful. I love that. But if I can increase their knowledge through the book of Mormon, through the doctrine covenants, through the knowledge that God has a church on earth today with his proper authority. Wow. Does that change things? Because now it's not simply that I'm, I'm helping people in a general way, but I, I am able to help them in a very focused way of this is more knowledge. I'm not simply backing up the knowledge you already have. I'm giving you more And that is what God has for us in the restored church of Jesus Christ. There is more knowledge. There's more knowledge of God's plan of salvation. There's more knowledge of who God is. We get to learn more about him in the modern revelation that we've received, the modern wisdom as we're titling this series, than in any past revelation, because we get to know the very character of God and even his physical appearance. We know that he has a physical body because of modern revelation. Thousands of years of misconceptions were gone in an instant when Joseph Smith saw God the Father and his son Jesus Christ. And that is the need of the church of Jesus Christ here on the earth today. Exactly. I read that I really like that we were talking about there, that need, that that purpose of the church, restoring those truths. And for me, I think that's backed up even more so. Um, and just kind of continuing off of what you were going there, that path, that train of thought was what elder bednar says um i can't this one was a couple years ago i can't remember what he said this exactly um but he says entering into sacred covenants and worthy received priests and ordinances things that are sacred to our church is the restored church on the earth to be able to have that authority through from god uh he continues on saying yokes us with and binds us to the lord jesus christ and heavenly father as we are steadfast in coming unto Christ and are yoked with him, we receive the cleansing, healing, and strengthening blessings of his infinite and eternal atonement. atonement. Time back in right there is the atonement, right? It's all about the atonement. And so that's what I really love right there is that, you know, that not what you're talking about, the knowledge right there. And I think that's a very key thing, um, especially on my mission, as I've been able to talk to people around me, um, they kind of ask, like, what, what's different from your church versus, you know, maybe my church or from this church or, you know, give an example. Um, but I think that's really the key thing is there is it's authority and knowledge. Um, we have the authority of the priesthood, the authority to act in the name of God. We've talked about that in episodes that are past and we'll, we'll link that in description uh, of the, of the, of this episode here. But, um, also it's that knowledge, right? It's that knowledge that he has given us that builds up and backs up the simple truths that were given in the Bible. Because the Bible and the Book of Mormon are full of simple and pure truths that teach us about um, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Teach us about their work as the Godhead and their work to specifically bring to pass the immortality and eternal life of man, as Moses puts it. And I really, really love that because that is the message of hope that we proclaim to the whole world. And that's the, the entire purpose of our gospel, to help people become yoked with Jesus Christ, to receive those pure and simple truths into their hearts, that they can be, as Elder Bernard puts it, cleansed, 
healed and strengthened through the blessings of his eternal, infinite and eternal atonement. And that's, that's, I think that's the big thing for me. That's, that's the whole message. It is. And who doesn't want more knowledge about their savior? I mean, I think every person who loves Jesus Christ would be open to learning more about him or having more unique perspectives added to their knowledge. And for those that don't believe in Christ, yet believe in a God, to learn more about Christ is a way to learn more about how that God lives, how our Heavenly Father exists, and what kind of the way he lives, really. And by doing that, we can emulate, we can better ourselves. And that is why the uh, the knowledge part is so important there. And I love that you really hit that hard, Elder Harrington. The knowledge we receive in the, the Book of Mormon is so amazing. There is not a book on earth that will tell you more about Jesus Christ's sacrifice and what it means for you personally than the Book of Mormon. I can promise you that. Because as I read the Book of Mormon, I see in every single chapter a different and new perspective on Christ's atonement, that redeeming sacrifice. There are great sermons given, but there are also experiences of people that is written down that shows how they applied their faith and how they let the atonement of Christ change them. Going back to talking about ordinances in our past episode, the the church is needed so that those ordinances can also be here. Those ordinances, again, as a definition, are actions that we take under the proper authority to show God that we're willing to follow him. And to know that we are able to take those actions with the authority of God in the church of Jesus Christ is stunning and honestly amazing that God makes that available for us. We know that God is our loving Heavenly Father, and because he loves us, he has given prophets throughout time. We see this in Adam, Moses, Abraham. We read of all these marvelous prophets leading the people. So why would he not do it now? Why would he not have prophets on the earth today? We know that he does, and we know that that authority from God is given to those prophets, that without such, we would not have direct revelation from God as a church as a whole, but we do. And that is amazing. And honestly, that's part of the reason that I am so excited for this upcoming weekend, October 1st and 2nd of this year, which is General Conference, General Conference weekend. Arhenton, let me hear your thoughts on why you think General Conference, which again is where the leaders of the church address us, and particularly the prophet addresses us. President Russell M. Nelson gives advice. Why do you think it's important that every six months the prophet of the Lord is speaking to us? I like that a lot because I think it actually, the answer, you already touched on it. So you were talking there a second ago about the purpose of the church, the goal of the church to help people come closer to Jesus Christ. We mentioned that a couple of times this episode. And we usually try to mention in every episode is that that's the purpose of the church to help people come closer to Jesus Christ. But I want to mention like the purpose of general conference, right? Is, is the um, general conference is the embodiment of that purpose. Um, the same as how we strive to do our missionary work to help people come closer. The general conference allows not us not only to share that message directly with the whole world at the same time through the mouth of 
the prophet, who is the mouthpiece of the Savior himself, um, but also to be able to strengthen the members of the church. And I think that's something that is really powerful and beautiful, is that general conference is a way for the Savior himself to, without having to come to the earth himself, talk to the entire world and share messages of hope, faith, um, the, the plan that he has for us, the direction for the future. And he does that every six months. I mean, he the Savior himself, because you know, the prophet talks every general conference, the Savior himself is literally speaking through the mouths of prophets that live here on the earth today that have his authority every single six months. And if you think of that, there's no way you could possibly think that this isn't a restored church because <laughs> Very true. he's... Yeah, yeah, he's 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 guiding us every single six months. He's providing new revelation, direction for the future, what he wants us to do, how he wants us to do it. And I think Elder Christopherson puts this the best puts it the best in one sentence. He says the church's destiny is to establish Zion in preparation for the return and millennial rule of Jesus Christ. That's it right there. That that's the church. That's the church in a nutshell. That's general conference. That's missionary work. That's all of it in a nutshell. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is the organization on the earth today that allows us to, one, be able to hear from the Savior himself through prophets and apostles. Two, be able to hold and use the authority of God, the priesthood. And three, be able to prepare for his second, second coming of the Savior, Jesus Christ. We know that these are those, the times that we're living in now. These are those times that are approaching quickly as his last days. And that's that's the goal of the church is to bring happiness and prepare people to receive the love of Jesus Christ into their lives. Because his love is infinite, because his love is eternal, he is not going to leave us alone. He's not going to say, oh, okay, um, you know, I'm, I'm coming back to the earth and I'm going to do all this stuff in like, Five years, we don't know when it's going exact, to be exactly, but we know it's coming. He's not going to say, you know, this is coming down the road, and I uh, just have to figure it out. Um, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of just going to have to, you know, just figure it out on your own. You know, I've given you some scriptures, and it's kind of been top jostled around a little bit and, and, you know, changed a little bit. But, you know, you guys are, you guys are good enough to figure it out. He's not going to do that. He gave us a way that we can be able to have that instruction that we need. He gave us a way to be able to back up the simple truths of the Bible. He gave us the Book of Mormon. He gave us a record of the early days of the church so we can know that he did visit and he guided the early saints. And we call that the Doctrine of the Covenants. He gives us prophets and apostles that live on the earth today and are speaking in literally like two days. Two days? Yeah, two days. And they're going to teach us about his gospel. They're going to give us the message that Jesus Christ and God Himself want us to be able to hear. I love that other Tim. Thank you. And what I love about what you said is uh, to make an analogy out of this. Christ and God, they want us to succeed. They want us to get closer to them, to eventually live with them again. And how is that to happen? If if taking an analogy imagining that the work of the Lord is a war and he is on one side and Satan is on the other, because there is very much a real war going on here. It's not fought with physical weapons, but in spirit and in heart and in toil every day. And if Christ and God simply sat back far behind the battle lines, 
never talk to their commanders. It doesn't matter if the army has a general. It doesn't matter if the army has commanders and captains and lieutenants and has everything laid out perfectly. If there is no communication with the ultimate leader, that army will not succeed because they may make major headway in, in many places, but without an overarching goal that is able to see the big picture, then the, the army will naturally kind of fall into smaller battles and will take what they can and hope that they do the best. But, and, and using that analogy, that is why Christ talks to prophets today. The prophet being that general and Christ not simply sitting in the back, hoping things will go right. He is actively engaged in the work of the Lord. And honestly, so is he engaged in the work of your everyday life. There is a war going on on a grand scale, but also on your individual life. Every day is a battle of whether we will let right or wrong succeed in our life. And sometimes we make that wrong choice and Ron succeeds for a day, but Christ is not going to cut off communication simply because we mess up one day or one week or one year or even 10 years, or we could go our whole life and we can be struggling and losing and losing and Christ will never forsake us. He is ever at our aid. And that is why the church is here. It is not simply a nice place to gather or even a, a place to, to help people unify over a, a cause. It is for people to get back to the savior through time and to eventually live with him in eternity. As the savior said himself, my kingdom is not of this world. It is not a kingdom that will fail or that, that will ever falter. The, the individuals may falter, but the kingdom of God itself will not. And I love this quote also from Elder Christofferson. He says this, he says, the church is the repository of his authority on the earth, the administrator of his holy covenants, the custodian of his temples, the protector and proclaimer of his truth, the gathering place for scattered Israel, those who will let God prevail, and a defense and a refuge from the storm. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is that refuge from the storm. It is the one sure place where we are able to build upon the rock of our Redeemer, who is Christ, the Son of God, that when the devil shall send forth his mighty whirlwinds and he, he will throw everything at us, we cannot be shaken. We cannot fall because of the rock upon which we are built, which is a sure foundation. And I love that, that we, as the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the core words in that is Jesus Christ. I and Elder Harrington, and if you look at any other missionary name tag in the world, Jesus Christ are the biggest letters on that. The rest, it's, it's important, but it's not as important. And we see in this quote from Elder Christofferson that only the church is a place where Christ's authority is on the earth. It is the only place where people can make covenants, promises with God that will lead them back to him in not simply a way of being saved, but in a way of being exalted, of coming back to God and being better than we were than better than we were when we left to come to this earth. 
And I love that. I love that our church is there for that. And some of us, we're all, we all have our individual paths, but fellowship in the church helps us come closer to him. And it helps us stay on that path back to Heavenly Father. Absolutely. And, and I have a testimony that without any doubt in my mind, I, something that I've always held dear to my heart is, is faith in my life because faith is hope. Faith is hope for the things that we can't see, the things that we can't know. And oh boy, oh boy, do I not know a lot. I don't know very much. I don't know as much as most of the people sitting next to me, but I've got someone that's always by my side that knows a lot more, and that's the Savior, and that he is providing a way for us. And that's my testimony. (laughs) My testimony is that he has prepared a way for us, that he has prepared a way that all of us are able to receive the blessings of his kingdom that all of us are able to be guided by him, be uplifted by him, be strengthened by him, where we're all able to just be continuously blessed by him. And that way is by entering into the covenants of the church. It's by entering into baptisms, by um, taking advantage of the temples that he has given us here on the earth today. And by following the counsel of old prophets and new prophets, prophets of old and ones that we have today through the scriptures and through modern day revelation whether that's a general conference that we have coming up this weekend or um, you know any other um, publication that the church puts out that allows us to be able to know of the things that god has directed us with and that is that's my testimony that the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints on the earth today is the way that jesus christ and the and the father our father in heaven have chosen to be able to prepare us be able to bless us, to guide us towards righteousness and towards a way that we can be able to have happiness and peace in our lives. And that's through coming closer to him. That's through truly, as, as, as Elder Spencer said, building, or Elder Robert said, building our, our testimonies upon the rock of the Savior and just strengthening ourselves, guiding us towards him because he's never going to leave us alone. He is the unshakable foundation, and that is built into his church because we have his power and his authority. We can know without a shadow of a doubt that he is guiding us to this very day. Thank you, Otter Harrington. I love that. To to close off with my testimony as well, I know that Jesus Christ lives. I know that God loves us. And this series, this four-part series that we've done, of modern wisdom leading up to the general conference of the church. We have focused on first faith, then the atonement of Jesus Christ, the ordinances of the gospel. And today we've talked about the need for a church and specifically the church of Jesus Christ. And all of these, I hope you can see tie into each other that we need to start out with personal faith, faith in the savior's atonement and its power in our lives. And then once we have that faith and we grow closer to him, then we will be ready to make promises, covenants with him and receive those ordinances that are necessary to be exalted with God again. And those are only available in the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. In fact, let me read a quote to finish this off. This is from president Dallin H Oaks again. And it, I, I love it. He says the fullness of doctrine and its saving and exalting ordinances are 
available only in the restored church. In addition, church attendance gives us the strength and enhancement of faith that come from associating with other believers and worshiping together with those who are also striving to stay on the covenant path and be better disciples of Christ. I will promise each of you that you who are listening to this, not the other people, but you individually, God loves you. Jesus Christ is your savior. And wherever you are on that path, whether you're not even on it yet, they want you to come closer to them. They have given you the ability to have faith, the atonement of Christ, the ordinances necessary to get back to him and a church which administers them. And as you seek to get closer to Christ, I know that he will guide you and he will guide you one step at a time toward him and toward this church as well. And I also invite you, if you're listening to this before general conference, listen to it. You can go to churchofjesuschrist.org to find out about general conference. If you're listening to this episode after October 1st and 2nd of 2022, go back and listen to the recorded version. These are the words of the living prophet and his apostles, the 12 apostles structured exactly like Christ's new Testament church. I promise you that as you do that, you will feel God's love for you even more as you go throughout the rest of your life. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Dr. Rivers, for, for your testimony. I'm glad that we were able to have this awesome discussion about church and how sacred it is in our lives. Um, we got to get wrapping up, guys. We're glad to be able to have you on here today. So we'll probably just go ahead and wrap up, and I'll go ahead and give us a closing prayer to end this off. Dear, kind, and gracious Heavenly Father, we are so grateful at this time that we are able to be united as thy children all over this planet, all over this earth that we are blessed with, that we can be able to come together through um, time and distance, united by technology that we are blessed with by thee, to be able to feel thy spirit, be able to feel thy love. Father, we're grateful for um, the opportunity that we had to be able to speak today and to be able to um, be guided by thee. We ask that we can have thy blessing of thy spirit to be with us, that we can know of the, the plan that thou hast prepared for us to be able to return to live with thee in thy son, Jesus Christ, that we can be able to have a uh, sure hope for the future, that we can continuously remember how we can build our foundations upon thy son, how we can uh, be strengthened and uplifted and be able to resist the whirlwinds that are come, that come our way each and every day. Father, we're grateful for the restored church here on the earth that allows us to be able to make and keep sacred promises and covenants with thee that we can be guided and uplifted by thee. And Father, we're especially grateful for modern day prophets and apostles that speak on behalf of thee and through thy power that we can be able to know thy will. Father, we are so grateful for all we have been given. We love thee so very much. We say these things in the name of thy beloved son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. That closes another edition of the Voice in the Missionaries podcast. We truly hope you enjoyed our discussion today. If you haven't done so already, we'd appreciate it if you took one minute to give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. That helps us out a lot. If you've done that already, thank you. 
Also, please consider sharing the show with a friend or a family member who you think will get something out of it. As always, thank you guys for listening and for your support. Until next time, I am Elder Roberts. I am Elder Harrington, and we are missionaries for Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening.